Welcome to the Simplified Organization Podcast, 15-minute conversations with real moms about managing life well and cheerfully. Because our work in the home honors God, He uses our homes to build His kingdom so they are worth our attention and energy. Today, I have part two of my conversation with Katie Westenberg. Katie is passionate about holding fast to truth and walking boldly in the freedom and grace that we find there. Through her writing and speaking, she encourages women to fear God and live bravely, a combination that seems less popular in modern times and yet ever present throughout scripture. A native of the Pacific Northwest, she loves the opportunities to be wowed by God's creation there, while she's equally wowed by a quiet room, a good book, and black coffee. She's a graduate of Washington State University, but her real credentials are seeking to live a brave faith mixed in amongst her daily calling as a wife and mother to four wonderful kids. Her first book, I Choose Brave, encourages women in the truth of holy courage and clear understanding of godly fear. Now let's resume our conversation with Katie. So do you have any practical go-to tips or ideas for orienting our attitude to truth and faithfulness and trying to overcome those disappointments or overwhelm in the moment? I would say prepare in advance. Because our reactions in the moment, it's just when they tell you when you're learning to drive, to turn into the slide, I always wonder if I'll really do that. I haven't had that where I'm in a car that's really spun out. I guess it did one time. I spun around when I was maybe 20 on the freeway, but I don't think I had any time to think. But I wonder, would I think? Would I have time to do it? And if you haven't practiced or had that in your mind to do it, how are you going to be to respond in that situation? It's so reactive. So when I spend time faithfully in the word each day, I can't say that I leave from the Bible every time feeling, yes, I am ready, armored up and ready to go. And it doesn't always, obviously, sometimes it does. Sometimes it just connects like all things that pertain to life and godliness. I'm running with that one today, (laughs) but sometimes it's just okay, we read that story about David and I don't know, he didn't really make the right decision. I don't know, but I'm trying to remember what pastor I heard say this. I can't remember off the top of my head, but always thinking of it as like an investment. It's a debit account. It's something I'm putting stuff into that I can pull out later, right? Okay, so then I don't know when that moment's gonna come. And so I'm setting my mindset. I'm putting fuel in for that I'm reserves that I'm going to need later, no matter what comes with the kids, no matter what comes in the day, what comes in the news, we're all just that it's shocking when we get really bad news. Like we did last week, school shootings, how do we respond? And then I want to go back to the truth of God's word that I have stored when my mind is turning so quickly. And it's, I've had that happen before where crisis happens in your family and you go to sit before the word and you read the same sentence five times and it just feels like your mind is, it's really hard to control in that moment. And it's the truth that we have stored. It's those verses that are there that are memorized that, that are really our fuel. It's not from that day. It's that past fuel that we're feeding off of in that moment. So just to be faithful about storing, storing, and then to also to have those good friends in your life that can call you out on those things that, that you can, that not the social media, maybe like arms length friends that, that can be good in the moment too. I'm sure we've all experienced like encouragement there, 
but I need those friends that I can, they'll show up on your door and have iced tea with you on your birthday. Like I need those friends that I can call and say, talk truth to me. An example of that would be before my last book came out, I've told this story a couple of times, but I felt it was overwhelming to me. I'd never done it before. Just you had yours come out. I'd never done that kind of thing before. So it's a new challenge. One that's not my normal every day. I'm used to homeschooling kids. That's what I do during the day. And I have that kind of a system down, but this new, okay, publicist calling you and putting dates on the calendar. And it felt a little bit overwhelming in that moment. Okay. This is stuff I can't do today. It's not just go mop your floors and it's all (laughs) going to be better. Okay. I have that schedule filling. And I remember a moment of feeling incredibly overwhelmed thinking, okay, this is what the next month looks like. Is this good? Is this good for my family? Are we going to survive this? It just felt really nerve wracking. And I remember calling a friend and her question to me is, what are you believing to be true about God in this moment? And there's nothing she could have said that could have leveled me more than that question because all of that fear, all of that anxiety. And I mean, it's okay. So that's writing life stuff, but it could be homeschool year stuff for us. It could be the mountain of testing or those test scores that come back. And we think our kids are all of that. We have those moments in a hundred different arenas where I think, okay, this feeling, what I'm believing to be true about God is that he's not enough to meet me there that he's not going to show up, that he's not going to provide all these things that when you say them out loud, they're kind of horrifying, but that's how you align things with truth. Okay. Right now I'm going to say what I believe to be true about God, but I needed a friend to like, just cut to the chase with me and remind me, Katie, you know, this stuff, you know, this. So I forget just like anyone else. And I need the reminders. Yeah. And whether we might be that friend to someone or a friend is speaking that to us, I think those questions or statements that come out that help. It's not something that we can even predict what it will be. Like, I'm going to tell my friends what to tell me (laughs) or that I'm going to prepare in advance, you know, what I'm going to say to someone, because that's just God working through the body where where we need one another. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and that's a question now that that is reverberated. Like I keep on thinking about it in moments where I feel that desperation. Okay, what am I believing to be true? What practical theology am I living right now? I can write it out and I can read it and I can tell you a scripture, but but how can I line that? So they questions like that, they're long lasting. They're not momentary. Yeah. So especially reading the Bible frequently or memorizing scripture, what are some different ways that you've kind of approached both of those to keep them up as go-to sources in your life? Yeah. I think there's a lot of ways to do it right. And that's probably the first thing to get right in our head, that it doesn't right. have to be done this way. It doesn't have to be done in a year. It doesn't have to be chronologically. Like all can be beneficial in different seasons. And I've actually done quite a few of them. And it wasn't until I heard a friend of mine who studies the Bible regularly. She's another author. She's written multiple books. And so someone, I guess, maybe I look up to and how she pursues Christ. And she sent an email out to several of our friends, like, how are you studying the Bible lately? And I'm like, she's asking us, like, should, doesn't, shouldn't she know? But her whole premise was that I tried to change it up every now and I need to keep it fresh. I want to keep, I don't want to get like, I don't want to make this list checking. And so I thought that was really sweet. That's a way to, to keep it in the word, to keep us motivated. So I have done the Bible in a year and I will tell you 
that's the high goal for some people that they don't ever check off their list or they don't want to attempt because they don't want to fail at it. But that was a game changer for me the first time I did, because reading the Bible at a rapid rate, you're able to take in bigger themes that I just had not noticed before. I will tell you that I choose brave that book and just seeing the fear of the Lord written in scripture. Whoa, this is a concept we don't talk about anymore. Mm. And really this next book, the theme on remembrance, that was another time reading through all of scripture, like wow, we are called to remember repeatedly. And when you see it all stacked together and what happens when God's people forget, this is an important thing that I don't think we talk about too much. So that's an important way for me to do it, but I don't do that every year because there, there's no time for the deep dive in that, right? To really process scripture. So I've done, I love Kay Arthur. I'm trying to think of the name of her ministry, Precept oh, yeah. Studies. I love her studies. They've been around forever. Yeah. I have a friend who said, I did those in college. Like, I love them. They are a great way to get in the word. Again, I don't do those back back to back, but they're a fun way to study the book and really just take your time. They're a deep dive. So that's not, if you have five minutes in the morning, it's probably not going to be for you in that season. I love reading through the Psalms. I have a friend who is, she's 70 some years old, and she was the first one to encourage me several years ago to read through a Psalm a day. And that kind of became my afternoon hard stop. Like I could sit down and before I pick up my other book, when we have our quiet reading time, I'm going to pick up a Psalm and read that. That's what she did. And she showed me her book. She put a little tally mark by the Psalm when she finished it. And she showed me her Bible. And there are just dozens of tally marks from just her faithfulness. And what a sweet way. Again, no one's keeping score here, but what a sweet way to track faithfulness. Like I've been through this with you before, Lord, this time and this time. And so I started that in my own Bible and I've taught my kids how to do that. Here's an easy way. And the Psalms are really great for a lot of people to process. They, particularly moms, I think like we're in the season of high emotions. And then we feel bad for those emotions because that's ugly. God doesn't want to see that. And then we realize, oh, wow, David did that with him. Some of the other books of the Bible, there's not quite as much emotion in. I always think of like the book of Ruth here, this woman like lost her husband and her sons. And it's two sentences. Boom, that's done. Wow, there had to be some emotion in that. So I'm thankful for the Psalms too, where we get to see more of the emotion and things. And then just reading through the gospels is a great way to do it. What is Christ church has the, um, they have the summer reading Bible challenge, right? Yeah. Same page summer. Yeah. Same page. Mm -hmm. That's the name I was looking for. They have that on audio. They have all kinds of great community and accountability. That's another way. Accountability is a great way to keep you in the words. I think there's, I've even done just like regular standard studies with my church at times, because that's another cool way to connect with other women and hear their thoughts. And I think the Holy spirit uses that in ways that when we're just alone studying the word all the time, that I never would have got that. I never would have thought of it that way. So I variety is the spice of life for me. But as long as I just keep going, know what you're going to do next. When I when I wanted to like really start reading more several years back, the key to that was always keeping your next book in front of you. I never have time without a book. I know what I'm going to read next. And it's in my purse. I would say the same thing for Bible study. Just make sure you have a plan for what you're going to do and you're going to keep going. And if you need to be accountable to someone, be accountable to someone. But there's there's a lot of ways to do it right and probably very few ways to do it wrong as long as you keep going. That's a good point. Yeah, I know at one point, a few years ago, it seemed like my time to read just didn't happen and it wasn't happening. And I kept trying and it was changing it up that just broke that pattern. I realized, yeah. okay, I want to be reading my Bible and walking both. And neither of these are happening. And so I got ESV on audible and just pushed play. So like I'm going to walk every morning and I'm just going to push play. And you actually, I was listening at more than one at like 1. 1.5. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> while walking. So you're going to focus while you're walking. Yes. And, and 
actually just getting it in a different format, hearing it was different than reading it. And so it was actually a great experience yes. and for so much of history. Most people would have heard the Bible orally rather than having yes. it in front of them reading. And so right. I just picked up on so many different things hearing it than I did before reading it that have worked out really well for that season. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I don't know why we think even with audiobooks, sometimes we think there needs to be a little asterisk at the end of our card. Like it was on audio though. No, I think the exact same thing. I had a friend tell me a couple of years ago, you need to listen to the Bible on audio. It is just like she was expressing exactly what you express there. And you're right. So just to keep on hearing, and that's what happens when we read through it too. If I've read through the Bible many times, cover to cover, and every single time I read a spot and there's a verse, like, I swear this wasn't here before. I never read this. Like, how did I miss this? And it's just different seasons of life where we're at different stages. Different. That's the way the Holy Spirit works. I, it's a living and active word. There's no better way to explain it than that. But yeah, mixing it up is a wonderful way to infuse fire and passion and not just sit there and blur out words that it really does spark fire again. Yeah. And speaking of just friends speaking truth to us, that reminds me of a time where my friend in her Bible reading plan, she was just in a section, minor prophets. It was feeling like a drag. And she just, we were talking about what we were reading and how we were doing our Bible reading at the time. And she just made an offhanded comment that sometimes I'm looking forward to, sometimes I'm looking forward to feeling, to getting done with this section. But then I remember God decided this was important enough to go in the Bible and I might not understand it. And I don't know why it's important enough to be in the Bible, but it is. And if God cares enough to put it in the Bible, I'm going to care enough to read it. Yeah. That's just, it was just such an encouragement to me. Mm -hmm. And I'm always thinking about that statement. Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. Thank you so much, Katie. This has been a great conversation. And I hope that everyone's encouraged to just dig in the word, however it fits in your day. And whether it's audio or deep Bible study, or just a fast read through, all of it can be fruitful in our lives. Yes. Faithfulness is the goal. Just keep going. Yes. So thank you for that. And now tell us again about your book that's coming out so that people can keep their eyes open for that. Okay. So that one, I'm not even sure if the title is officially going to be released yet. So I better not talk about that, but it's next spring. So we have all the way to spring of 2023 before that one comes out. And it's just on paying attention to God in a distracted world, which I don't think it's a new problem, but it is a struggle for a lot of us. So it's bringing us back to the truth of God's word to fight some of those distractions that are reoccurring in many of our lives. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye, yeah. Katie. Thanks for having me, Misty. Have a great day. And that's it for this episode of the Simplified Organization Podcast. If you missed part one of my conversation with Katie, be sure to head back over to that episode where she talks about handling life when we feel scattered, which we all do at various points. If you need help overcoming that scattered feeling or overwhelm or 
just a discouraged attitude about your work at home, then the best place to begin is with a brain dump. And I have a free guide to help you get started with a brain dump. It is a simple, uncomplicated, yet somewhat magical process that will help you sort out the mess in your head. Head to simplyconvivial.com slash brain dump. That's simplyconvivial.com slash brain dump to download that free guide. And in everything, repent, rejoice, repeat. Repeat.